Welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. And we are doing the Fast and the Furious franchise. This week, we are doing Fast and Furious? As you said last week, Joe, they got the the out. Get the out. The out. That's Get the right. Get out of here. As we're doing it, what, 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 what way are we doing it this? Chronologically. There it is. Canonologically? What's the chronologically? What a cool phrase for that. Because can't I mean that's just, that could be like the same as like the way. I mean canonical out. is just if it's part of the universe or not. Yeah, so it's chronologically. Uh, chrono- We're doing it in time order. Okay. I'm your host, <laughs> Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Maricelli. There is more charisma in this movie in the first five minutes than there was in all of Too Fast, Too Furious. And I'm not afraid to say it. And we're alongside here with the Paul Walker of the group, Keith Swetland. Kind of like Paul Walker. Um, I'm 80% devil, 20% angel. No, that's Letty. That's how uh, Paul Walker likes his cars, though. No, that's how Vin Diesel likes his ladies. That's how Wiz Khalifa likes his songs. Okie dokie. Are we in eight now? Nope, he's jumping <laughs> hard. As... As Ricky said, we're doing it uh, that way. So we're doing the fourth one instead. Of we're, we're skipping Tokyo because it doesn't make sense in the timeline of the Fast and Furious. To be fair, when I actually stop to think about it, Tokyo Drift literally doesn't matter to the rest of the movies besides, like, one scene. Yeah. That is literally in the other movie that it does actually matter in. Mm-hmm. So we could actually just not watch Tokyo Drift and it would still make sense canonically. That'd be some really cool content for, like, our lives if we never watched it. Because since I've never seen that movie, if I could just go the rest of my life without <laughs> ever seeing Tokyo Drift and I'm literally participating in a movie podcast where we review the series of Fast and Furious and not do three. If we watch Hobbs and Shaw and don't watch Tokyo Drift, I will fight both of you physically. I think Hobbs and Shaw is a lot better than Tokyo Drift. You've never seen Tokyo <laughs> Drift! <laughs> and I hated Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, this movie is directed, we have a new director for this one as we're doing Justin Lin. Uh, he will be directing Fast Five, Fast Six. Uh, he skipped Fast Seven, but he's coming back to do Fast Ten. He's rumored for that one. Uh, he's, he's also done Star Trek Beyond. Oh, I do like Star Trek Beyond. He did a couple community episodes. Um. Never seen community. It's fantastic. It's, uh. It's, it's I um I just watched it during the pandemic and it's actually really, uh, really funny. It's slow but it's good. There's a lot of people, um, that well, you watch. They go, oh, he's in it. They're bigger now than they were then. Well, Lando was in it. Yeah. Uh, Charles Gambino. Yeah. Um, the uh, I'm forgetting the names. The directors of like Endgame and uh, Russo brothers. Their major director of the ep- some of all the episodes. Now they're the ones that are still brothers, right? Yes. Okay. You're thinking of the Matrix. Um, ah, yes. Directors and a really uh, famous good guy, Dan Harmon, is attached attached to that also. I feel as though you're being sarcastic. <laughs> it's famous, really nice to work for guy. Also, spoiler: we're doing this in person, and Keith needs to get into the mic. Where's your snare, bro? Uh, this movie, once again, it. So it is a. Uh, Reboot-ish type. It felt like they tried to retcon a lot of Too Fast in this, didn't it? Like, it felt like a lot of what they were trying to do was just to get Too Fast out of there. 
So they did the original Fast and Furious in 01, and then in 03, they did two Fast and Furious, and then we went six years without Fast and Furious movies, as we just did, as we said in the beginning. They took the out to make it Fast and Furious instead of the Fast, the Furious. But wait, when was Tokyo Drift? Oh, Tokyo Drift is in 06, so it is a three-year, but a six-year with... With the actual people. character from the original movie. Yeah. Uh, Once again, Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto, Brian uh, Paul Walker's Brian O'Connor. Brian Walker. He might as well go by Brian Walker. What has he done besides this? Uh, (laughs) Joyride. Uh, Jordana Brewster as Mia. Michelle Rodriguez as Letty. We have some new people for this uh, uh, movie. Uh, John Ortez as Campos or Braga. Um, Gal Gadot. Whoa, whoa, that was a spoiler right there. So what? I feel like people have seen the movie. Sir, if they're okay. listening Sir, to us. As if I recall, I you uh, you made a reference to a future movie, and I said, "Hey, don't." Then you're like, "Whoa, we can't fucking say movie for ten years." Okay, he he did. You okay, did do I'm, that. I'm, feel, I'm feeling a little attacked right now. Good. Is this what it's going, guys? We're in person. We can let's bring it together. Let's be loving. Yeah, let's address the like the the Paul Walker elephant in the room here. No, we're, we're not talking no. about that Paul Walker's dead no, again. No, I'm not I'm not talking about Paul Walker being dead. I'm talking about us being in the same room together. It's a big deal. It is. What does that have to do with Paul Walker? Yeah. Because um Cuz he's dead. That's the elephant in the room of the series. Oh Jesus. The Paul Walker's dead. <laughs> okay. Uh Gal Gadot as Giselle. Uh this is her was this one of her first movies? This is her Gotta first. Be. Okay. That that definitely comes across. <laughs> we have a uh, Soon Kang as Han. Han. I know. I like saying Han. 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 He's Han Solo. Han. Han. Um, God damn it. He's a sexy man, too. We can yeah, just get yeah. it over with that he's in Tokyo. And it's just that I, I can say that I remember watching this in theaters. I got... Um, on campus, this is the time where campus was giving out those, like, <laughs> newspapers, and then they would have, like, free tickets, two tickets for one. And I think, Keith, me and you saw this together. This movie, if we, there, there was some sort of, I keep on trying, yeah, I'm trying to remember my history with this movie. I remember seeing it. What was the, there was the promotion. I remember it was weird because they had, like, the front row reserve for people that were taking notes on it that were all cool and shit. But yeah, like the campus would do like two for one tickets if you were able to get in. And uh, I remember when Han shows up on screen, I remember the theater going like, (gasps) because it's just like, well, how is this possible? Well, I mean, let's spoil the fact that like Han was such a popular character from Tokyo Drift where he supposedly dies. But, you know, that's already been retconned, too, with the new movie coming out. Um but he was so popular that they made Tokyo Drift a future movie, brought Han back to life, but he didn't come back to life. He was just alive because Tokyo Drift is in the future. <laughs> like, it was such a willing of bringing this man back to life. And my real question is, where's Bow Wow? We don't need Bow Wow. No Bow Wow. But um, yeah, my part of my... this I remember, because I'm trying to like put the pieces together of how I... F- Feel about this movie as far as it's being part of my life and like i remember this is when i started to think that i was too cool to like fast and furious anymore 
Yes. That's exactly when that happened. So I was like, no, these movies are dumb as hell. I'm going to like be the cool Mr. Cool guy and just not pretend to hate these. So when this came out, I didn't care that much. I'll, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw it when it came out, but I don't have any like memories attached to it. There's I'm pretty like... sure I didn't see this in theater. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw this was when uh, Joe and a bunch of people and I did an all-day Fast and the Furious marathon. Hell yeah, we did. Was the first time I saw Fast and Furious. Because, like, it was just... We would have been... God, we would have been around 22, 23. And it just was like... Because it was for... Um, I ain't got time for this. It was for <laughs> Furious and Six. Fast and Furious Six. I thought. Yes. I think it, I think you're right for that. For when we did the, hu- the whole watch-through. But when this originally came out... Yeah. Like, we would have been 23... Uh, Fast Furious 6 came out in 013, so... No, but I'm talking about when this one came oh. out. Oh, the, when yeah, Fast 09, and 09. Furious yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's just like... I mean, one, as much as, like, Tokyo Drift has become a cult classic for me since then, I mean, 2 was bad. Tokyo Drift, well, like, cult classic-y for me, had no connection to any of these people besides, like, one after credit scene we'll talk about when we get to it. Like, I just wasn't attached to the story anymore. Like, I'm not a 16-year-old who's obsessed with fast cars <laughs> and chicks with very little clothes on who have no character whatsoever. Like, this movie didn't, at- like, I wasn't interested in this movie when it originally came out. And then watching it again, like, you can tell it has got all the problems that reboots sometimes have. Like, it's so clearly, like, it hasn't found its legs yet. It doesn't know what it wants. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, Fast and Furious 2 was silly and still was filled with the ridiculous scenes with the bikini girls dancing and, like, getting races going and doing all that, like, cool horny shit. But this movie was it was trying to split the difference between that and something like a serious heist movie. You can see like the you can really see. I talked about it with Fast and Furious 2, how you can see the bones forming for the future. And this one, they like rebuilt those same bones again, but with slightly different bones. So it's like they don't that doesn't know what it wants to be here. And it's so clear that in this like the. I think like a good gauge for these movies that I've often talked about with, with you guys is like how long it takes to get your phone out while you're watching these movies. <laughs> and this movie was real quick for me. I had my phone out pretty quick. Hmm. Uh, Rick, give us the uh, plot breakdown so we're going to discuss this movie. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, please sit down for the reading of the plot to Fast and Furious. with fugitive Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, returns to Los Angeles to avenge a loved one's death. It reignites his feud with agent Brian O'Connor, Paul Walker, and they must test their loyalties by joining together to bring down a shared enemy. So the uh, loved one is Letty, as in this movie, it's, it's uh, shown that Michelle Rodriguez was murdered. There's been a murder. Okay, but like it wasn't shown. They eventually show they it. They eventually show it. But in the movie, they're just like, Dom, Letty's dead. I'm like, huge cornerstone of the franchise, and you're just killing her off screen? Then we get Doctor Strange motion with uh, Toretto reliving the car crash in his head. My connection shot to it shot. was Dead Zone. Like, I felt like it was Dom was Dead Zone. 
<laughs> a classic USA original back in the day. We're getting the early precursors of like them, the characters literally having superpowers. <laughs> Where he was just like, from skid marks and like weird burn marks, he's like, yeah, I know this car. <laughs> it's a fucking 69 green GT. I fucking will find this person. So I might have like had my phone out and been like swapping through memes or checking my Dogecoin prices or something. But did they do they explicitly show Letty like dying in a car crash in this movie? Eventually. Eventually. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Mm. She crashes. You see her laying there, and there is a gunshot. But that is all you see. You never actually see Miss Rodriguez, Miss Letty, dead. It is very much inferred. But you never see hard evidence that she is dead. Do you guys get the feeling this is some like fourth wall bullshit that where it's like maybe they were going to have Michelle Rodriguez back. Maybe they weren't. Was she busy with something at the time? I couldn't find anything. Like, it's so weird that like she was a cornerstone of one. You got her back in some fashion that I mean, and it really ties into my whole problem with this movie is the whole way they set up the synopsis and like their whole hook for this movie is so bonkers. Like, <laughs> for some reason, Brian O'Connor isn't just a cop again. He's an FBI agent, which makes no sense after two. Like, literally, no. Like, he is completely doesn't trust cops, wants no part of it. It's all about the racing life now. S- literally stole money from the cops. But the FBI has recruited him to be an FBI agent? That's one of the things I was going to ask is how, how, um, it's not that easy for a guy who has a felony or felons or <laughs> warrants for his arrest who was a former cop to get, you know, maybe it is that easy to get them all scrubbed and then a sponge, a sponge, and then he becomes an FBI agent. And like, Keith, the, this was a big thing for you in Too Fast, Too Furious. We talked about how, like, he had a whole new way of carrying himself. He had a whole new way of speech. Hey, cuz, bruh. But, like, in this one, he's back to what he was in one. Like, everything, like, I don't really like two. It was fun, but I didn't really like it. But, like, they completely just were like, hey, you know what? Too fast, too furious? Fuck that. Let's forget <laughs> it. Like, it felt like they were trying to say forget it even happened. Like, there's no references to it. There's no, like, character drawback to it. Like, it is complete. Like, they reference Fast and the Furious throughout the entire movie. But there was no, like, he doesn't even talk about his time, like, in Miami or anything like not that. Not even, not even a reference. Yeah, I, so I took the time to dig through the special features and find the little, like, the little film piece that ties one and two together. Mm-hmm. Where it shows, like, uh, Paul Walker's nice little road trip across the country to get to Florida they put all that effort in the the building the character, and he gets over there, and then yeah, fast. And f- I think we'll. Uh, I'm once again a common theme in this podcast is me developing my opinion of a movie as we talk about it. But there it is. Yeah, the like, spoiler alert for later on in the podcast. I think two, with its ridiculousness, has me a little more won over. Like I, I appreciate two a little bit more. Maybe we'll find out later on than this one, but. You mentioned uh, the character discrepancies versus in the past movies. But one thing I appreciate with this one is they still have Paul Walker wear some, like, bitch-ass airwalks or, like, cheapo vans. <laughs> He's still wearing some, like, SoCal douchebag shoes. Bowler sh- shirts or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like polos and all that. Yeah. 
Yeah, the the overall the wardrobe was a little bit not silly enough in this movie for me also, but I do appreciate the shoes. They also went back to that thing because this time they're filming in L.A. where like it was really grimy and gritty through <laughs> the film the entire. There, there, there's a tint to Is, the screen. Do they just do that for any movie in L.A.? I swear <laughs> to God, every time there's a movie about L.A., they're like, it's dirty, it's dingy, it's gross. <laughs> it's got that L.A. tint. <laughs> yeah, like it's there's weird. A, there's an L.A. tint to when we're in Florida. It's bright and beautiful and colorful and all that because they did it for predator 2 as well like predator yeah. 2 was really Tinty. grimy and gross maybe that's just the way it is when you're in la i think like hollywood executives are all like rich snobby like crazy pedophile assholes and they live in the rich hills and they like look down with telescopes from their back patios down at the streets and they just think how bad people have it down there <laughs> that's how they literally imagine los angeles looks like now, before we dive too much deeper into the movie, let's get into my biggest gripe with the movie, though. So, Fast and the Furious. Uh, soundtrack really led up by Ja Rule. Ja Rule in the movie. Too Fast, Too Furious. Soundtrack really led up by Ludacris. Ludacris in the movie. Fast and Furious. Soundtrack headed up by Pitbull. Pitbull at no point in this movie. What the <laughs> fuck? Keith, Keith texted me going, Pitbull slaps. I'm like, I agree. And I t- respond with him, if Too Fast, Too Furious took place in 09, Pitbull would be everywhere in that movie. Like, imagine if Pitbull had been one of, like, the racers who was trying to get into Braga's group later on. Like, that'd been sick! Man, like, a really cool line of thought, like a thesis I was trying to build for this movie, and my opinion of it was based on the music in it, and I was thinking... One and two are still... I, I use the reference of New Metal, like the era of Corn and Limp Bizkit. Yep. Versus Jaw Rule and the, the, the cool collision of culture that was visible in the most prominently Fast and Furious 1. But this movie, it really starts to shift into that like 2009 era where it's like... I remember so vividly, like Pitbull was everywhere music it was this loud like there was this optimism in all music it was like tonight we party party we tonight like sort of lyrics and every single every single song and pitbull was a definite like uh, a symbol of that and this mm-hmm. movie really really like grabs onto that pitbull image and that pitbull theme and that pitbull energy makes sense it is after 08 you know change was in the air <laughs> yes it was a it was a weird it was a strange it was an interesting time in history uh <laughs> The funny thing about this is, as we made the joke about, they took the out. Uh, A movie put the in in their franchise. Um, (laughs) Final Destination came out with the Final Destination in 09. Coincidentally, every year a Fast and Furious movie came out, a Destination movie came out, too. That's one of those series that I think I've only ever seen uh, Final Destination 1. You've had to have seen 2, because 2... Two. What is the most iconic thing you remember from Final Destination? I mean, log truck. Boom. That's, that's two. two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, roller coaster. I remember roller coaster. That's not one. That's like four. Oh, that might have just been in the trailer. But I've only seen I've only seen, seen half of one and two. You've only seen. Oh, I love the first two. I've not seen it past them, but the first two are really so good. So just uh, just live spitting some ideas here. Maybe Final Destination might be a fun Get series. We're down us. the line. I mean, that'll be a good one for down the line. So for this movie, the we have story A, story B. Story A, it's like I'll say it's Brian's storyline that he, he has to find Braga, the drug dealer who uses car uh, drivers to uh, drive uh, drugs across the border, and you have 
story B, Dom's story, uh, finding the murderer of of uh, Letty. So the movie starts off with um, us seeing that Dom's still working, stealing now instead of DVD players and tube TVs, it's uh, gas. Gasoline. <laughs> or and as Letty calls it, liquid gold. Liquid gold in the uh, Dominican Republic. As he has oh, a, is that where they are? Yeah. Okay. As they have a new team of Han or Han. And uh, here's here's the funny thing. So they have uh, rappers with them now. Um, the uh, two guys are Tego, Tego and Don Omar. And uh, the actors are Tego, Calderon, and Don Omar. <laughs> God damn it. Because you never know their name. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're barely in, in the movie. They're in future movies, and you still don't know their name. Are they on the soundtrack? Yes. Uh, they, are, the, they are very funny, though. I will say this. One of the prominent songs in Fast Five, the one at the very end of like the montage of them at the end, that's Don Omar. Hmm. <laughs> Imagine how good this movie would have been had it been built around that entire crew doing something. Like you get most of them that in yeah. like opening heist, like spoiler to me is the best heist we've seen to this point. Like there was tons of action, cool stealing, a badass iguana who was stealing fucking candy. The okay, the crashing of the tanker truck was admittedly awful CG that looked hor- like Microsoft paint horrendously <laughs> bad. Yeah. Which I can only guess maybe they tried to crash the tanker truck and it looked bad when they first did it. And they're like, oh, fuck. Well, now we got to go back and CG it or this something. This might not look good, pal. Man, but Vin Diesel doing like truck flipping calculus to impress Letty was so sick. The, I was going to say that, <laughs> that. I remember that scene was drastic in the trailer because yeah. the, or any selling point or any like USA. Because I think this is still around the time that USA would promote the movie like after a TV show. Like, check out this 30 second, you know, two minute clip from... Fast and various. And then just her yelling at him. She's like, Dom, Dom, Dom. <laughs> and then, you know, he's like, I got this. Well, when he breaks the freeze-dried uh, holder with his tr- car, he just fucking sideswipes it into the tanker truck and it snaps it. I'm like, holy shit, that was awesome. So, like, yeah, as we're speaking about it, this it, it reminded me of a James Bond opening action sequence, which, like, is though all pretty much all of the James Bond opening action sequences are spectacular. So I think that had to have been one of their influences here because it's it was so like they busted out the the, the dry or liquid nitrogen or whatever shit that Letty used to break the the trailer hitch that was sick yeah that that scene's the best I agree I agree and the only thing about it that was bad besides the CG which was god awful just holy shit that was bad was when the truck driver jumped out of the truck like they built it to be like he was going downhill he was going like. Too fast. He couldn't stop to make the turn. How furious was he going? He was going pretty S- furious. Seven. But when he jumps out of the truck, it's like five miles per <laughs> hour. And he gets just a nice soft roll out of the truck. In yeah. any movie that a truck driver has to jump from the the car, he lands oh so nice and like does like the Do they teach him how to do a barrel roll once they leave the <laughs> because it's any any truck movie. It's in truck driving class, yeah. actually. They teach you how to do the tuck yeah. and roll. All right. All right, guys. As a CDL holder myself, like, that's literally, oh, part, of, like, literally part of the exam. So, 
I don't know what's funny about what you guys are talking about. <laughs> All today. right, guys, <laughs> this is what we're gonna do today. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna pretend that Fast and Furious has actually happened to you. So you're gonna learn how to barrel roll out of the car. Yeah, Did I, they I, also I, teach you how to hold an iguana while you're doing it? Well, we start out with um, like an inside the cab inspection where we make sure all the needles are working. We make sure we put our seatbelts on, make sure our lights are good. We okay, this is gone. getting boring. I'm moving on. Yeah. Well, we back up into some spots and then we do a Boom. thing where um, we do a thing where I we keep the sawed-off shotgun in the door. <laughs> dude, that driver, he <laughs> fucking pulled and started shooting so quick. That dude whipped that thing out and was just fucking straight shooting at Dom right away. I was like, holy shit. So I've I've bitched about this for the last two movies, but like these are employees driving like vehicles for work. Like why do they give two fucks about like the contents? Why don't they just stop and be like, okay, have it, Jesus. Like, also, there's no <laughs> way that if that thing was going full speed anyway, that one little truck is going to stop a five load <laughs> long tank run. Like that's insane. Hear me out though. It's Vin Diesel driving it, so it's anything is possible. I mean, I was all about it. It was awesome. But like what truck is driving five tanks long? Yeah, that was a pretty silly truck, but I just, like, I know it's, like, you're supposed to enjoy this dumb action scene, but just stop. Let them have it. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Just tell your boss, like, yo, I got robbed. Then, <laughs> to be fair, though, what if he what if he is self-employed? What if he is his boss? <laughs> what if he's a small business owner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he ain't getting no packages lately. Uh, <laughs> I mean, think about it. He has COVID. an iguana in the car. He has an iguana on the truck. That is his. He owns that truck. <laughs> in some ways. In some ways, yeah, they do. Uh, one thing that, that caught my eye and I still don't understand is so they still all gas and then like that night they're celebrating and stuff and then Don like Han, Han's like hey uh, the cops are on to you pal so hold we, on sorry 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 they brought back the corona that's yeah. all I'm saying okay dude sorry. they brought back the corona <laughs> hard, hard. <laughs> the, the corona's in the club too <laughs> that's all that's all Tom drinks yeah, is Corona. Cool. He hey, won't drink not, anything else. You can drink anything you want, but what it has a, to be a Corona, what bro. A douche. <laughs> I if if Vin Diesel does not have a Corona like sponsorship, you know, like if he's not getting like if he doesn't have a fridge in his in his uh <laughs> garage yeah. that's just all not corona, we have an issue. But seriously, <laughs> how did they get paid for this? Because like there's no like it looks like they're the bosses of this island now celebrating yeah. the gas. Like where did all that money come from yeah, they so got it's at the, the end? beach house they get. So they get money and then Han's like, hey, the cops are on to you. And then Well, they raided one of our garages in some place. Yeah. So Vin's like, All right, I guess we should uh chill out and calm down. And Lady's like, No, 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 let's continue. <laughs> Robbing. Well, no, what Dom's like, I don't want you with me when the cops, like, this is what, okay, this is another thing that fucking bugs me out of this movie. Dom's about, like, protecting his family the whole time, but he's just willing to ditch his family member in the middle of all this and be like, it makes no sense. Like, <laughs> he ditches her in the night, and I was like, this is un-Dominic Toretto-like. <laughs> like, I, so much about this movie is just, like, bonkers. Like, Brian being a cop again, Dom ditching Letty, uh, like... It just boggles my mind so much of this movie. Like, it's Fast and Furious, whatever. There's going to be some plot holes. But, like, half the script is a plot hole, it feels like. And it just bugged the shit out of me the more I thought about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and this is one of the, this is the movie that begins the, like, superpower. Eh, eh, this is lighthearted superpowers for Vin. That he gets shot in the back. And then later in the movie, and like doesn't feel a thing. I call that adrenaline. 
Also, most people just flying through glass windows, shattering around them, and they're just completely fine. But then the scene we just, uh, as it's in the background for us, is the uh, scene of him holding a car engine by chain with one arm. That, w- that was fucking badass. I like that scene. There was no superpowers there. That was just being cool. That's just what well, cool guys Catching are. a car engine one-handed yeah, is just not... Dude, I'll take you down to the mechanic right now and show you I can do that. Like, it's not that hard. Bullshit. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Okay, you put yourself <laughs> under that engine, and then we'll see if Yo, I can I thre- catch it. I threatened somebody last week with an engine block. <laughs> Did you? Keith, what you do in your own mind is not real life. I don't know how many times we have to tell you this. I was like, listen, landlord. So I, the- I know rents do. <laughs> 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 so the funny thing is... The uh, the scene we're on now with Dom hanging the guy upside down uh, in the notes. Also cool. Uh, that actor suffers from vertigo. Oh fuck! Jesus. So and he wanted to do it. So uh, uh, the real it's real reaction of him because he's just flying. He's upside down. So it's, uh, um, I mean it. It also is like a huge part of these movies. Like the guy who gets the engine block almost dropped on him is like, why would you poke the bear? Like, Dominic Toretto is known to be, like, hanging on by a thread. Like, he <laughs> literally beat a man half to death for just being a part of the car wreck that killed his father. Right, he yeah. probably did it on accident. <laughs> like, Well, he said he did on accident, yeah. yeah. You're literally, like, that dude literally goes, hey, don't ever fucking touch me again. By the way, I'll fuck your sister. <laughs> and it's like, why would you say that to Dominic Toretto and then go under back under? I thought he was going to drop the fucking car on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, <laughs> Soon he lifted the car. Soon he lifted the car. Do you guys want to take a guess how many cars were built for this movie? Oh, fuck. It had to be a lot. I'm going to go 107. Oh, God. Um, 106. 240. <laughs> I win this time, cunt. Because <laughs> this, this is the, like, this movie, even there are some CGI kind of in the car, but they use real cars more this time than, than they did in Too Fast, Too Furious. The only part where they CG'd it too heavily was the part where they were underground. In the tunnels. God, oh, that was, that was so, so bad. I understand why they had to, because, you know, that was horrendously dangerous if you did that in real life. <laughs> but God damn it, that was just... It pulled you so out of the movie. I would love to see a Fast and Furious come out in 2021 where they do that those same themes and they try to handle border politics in like the oh, the era of 2021. It'd be very funny to like have all these like monstrous ice assholes like trying to chase these Mustang driving people through tunnels. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like even today the border is not as secured as they made it out to be in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> They had fucking like heat sensors and cameras and oh, helicopters yeah. on the like at the ready. I'm like, I'm pretty sure our border's not that secure. Yeah, it's, it's more just petty and cruel. <laughs> That's all that happens there is just, just. I'm pretty sure all ice does along the border is break up water areas like for people trying to get here. Like, fuck you, die in the desert. <laughs> yeah. and then like take selfies. Let's just bring this point up now so I can <laughs> Keith can get it over with out of, out of his blood. Keith, go on. What did you think of Gal Gadot on her first time? Uh, yikes. <laughs> she acted about as well as she does as Wonder Woman. Okay. So <laughs> is this Gal Gadot's fault or is it the fact that they don't write women characters well? And I mean, let's be honest. The only two good female characters we've had to this point are Letty and Mia. And those are both fantastic actresses who raised the characters above what they were written as. 
Yeah, I mean, Gal Gadot was literally she was just written as just like a pe- like a kind of like a threatening, spicy piece of eye candy, but and but madly falls in love with Vin Diesel like instantly. Let's be honest, who, who wouldn't? wouldn't? Yeah, but it's like yeah, she was written in to be the right hand girl woman for Bra- uh, Braga, and <laughs> falls in love with. Uh, Toretto instantly, and like that was all her whole point. And then Vin Diesel's like, "I don't want none, but or, you know, my 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 white girlfriend just died, but that means I'm available now." I mean, it'd be hard to turn down Gal Gadot if she's hitting on you. But yeah, Gal, I mean, Gal Gadot is a, a stunning woman. But like at this, I think that's part of the example of like part of the reasoning to why this movie doesn't work so good. Is that it's like half in and half out of the like the 80s action thing. We're in an 80s action movie like a uh, drug kingpin or whoever Braga is supposed to be is like it makes sense for him to have some like lovely lady sidekick that just sort of hangs on to him and is just like this object like that works in those movies. But like this movie takes place in this modern setting where that it's and it takes place it's filmed it came out in 2009 where like that trope doesn't quite work as well and it's if you if you're gonna write it in you gotta go all in and they went like part of the way in. they're in the shallow end of the pool i think so it was just came off awkward to me i mean and this was one of the things i watched this movie late and then it kept me up for like an hour and a half thinking about how much i was just like what was wrong with it so too fast too furious was just a shallow movie that got put out to make more money fast and the furious was an attempt to reboot that tried to go deep, but was just super fucking lazy about it. All right, I got a I got a cool line of thought from what you just said there. So when did Batman Begins come out? Does anybody know what year that came out? I got you right here. I'm curious because I think that I'm guessing Joe's a, 05. 05. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That tracks because Dark Knight was probably a couple of years after that. So I think there was this era it was when when movie when grimdark oh, when grimdark was cool like when the grimdark thing so like this movie was it's really trying to eat some table scraps from the christopher nolan's batman thing with the seriousness like all movies really during that not all movies all that was a trend back then is like seriousness and like gritty so like this movie i think tried to bite off a little bit of that and still have like girls in bikinis and car races and try to t- try to mix those two things it was it just felt lazy yeah. though. It, like they're just like, here we're gonna do it, but we're gonna we're not gonna put that much effort into it. It's like what you guys were saying about earlier, how this is a semi reboot. That the fact that they they're trying to do something different. Like, sure, fast cars is still a thing. However, it isn't as popular at the time, probably <laughs> in '09, than it was in '01 with the original one. So what they wanted to try and do is, hey. We're big with the racing, so let's put some racing in it. But the bigger story would be, you know, the drug dealer is the bigger story of this movie. That Brian, who works for the FBI, is trying to catch him. So let's try to interweave the stories and just have them bring them all back since it's been eight years since the original furious even though in this movie they said it's been five. Oh, is that what it is yeah like where she said that like when mia and 
Brian go to the um, diner, she's like, you left us five years ago. Mm, and okay. I was like, wait, what? Five? It's been eight. So where fucking time gets whimy yes. in the Fast and the Furious yeah. franchise. Well, it's funny how they try to grapple that shit because what we were 12 to 12 to 14 or so when Fast and Furious 1 came out. So like imagine like eight years later, like you go from a teenager to a young adult, like your brain's a lot different. And I think I think we like we're all, all three of us are pretty similar age. And I think we are the target for these movies. I mean, yeah, we yeah. are in, yes, <laughs> hardcore. Like, we are the demographic for the, like, even now, like, I don't think they're trying to sell Fast 9, which comes out later this June that you can listen to right here on No Sell Entertainment <laughs> when we do it. Um, it's trying to be sold to us. Like, it's the, like, not quite the culmination of the franchise yet, because I think there's another few movies coming out. But they're trying to let us who have been watching them all stay hooked into it. Okay, uh, here's a here, quick thing. Sorry, Keith. Okay, yeah, try to remember. I just want to bring something up. The other driver, that driver, he's in super bad. <laughs> he he's at the party with the whole uh, the uh, guy with the big beard and a little bushy hair. Oh, does that make him sing the song? Yeah, he's in the room. Like, hey, sing the, he's the one. He's just the one background, like smoking a cigarette the whole time. Okay, that's cool. That's all I want to know because I'm like that guy looks familiar. Keith, what are you going to say? Oh, Jesus. Hold. Oh, my God. I, I told you to hold your thought. The one thing Ugh. that Fast and the Furious <laughs> does better than the other movies, though, is the cars. The cars are so much sexier in this movie. I'm I'm happy you brought that up. The cars in Fast and Furious 1 and 2 are so, like... They're Hot Wheels cars. ...dated and silly looking. Like, it's... They're, uh... They're what a non-street racer thinks street racer cars are. I mean, I don't. I think street racers are big old nerds, and I think they actually like that dumb shit back then. That's my theory. I mean, but aren't, isn't <laughs> anyone who's really into anything they do nerds? Yeah, but and they. I don't think a street racer would call. I, I just picture a bunch of like Kyles punching holes in drywall <laughs> and drinking rock stars and Mountain Dews and shit. What about Coronas? Yeah, as long as it's a Corona. As they're pouring Cashville GTA. There was a lot of product placement in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it isn't as like subtle as no. It is like in your face. Like we used Castrol GTX in well, this motor. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we've seen like Transformers. We've seen like, oh, hell, yeah. Batman movies. We've seen a lot more worse move or better. Like a lot, a lot of movies like this that has to do the product placement. But it's <laughs> ba boom right in front of you. Like hey, I'm Batman and I love a nice crisp. Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he sells it I and mean, why he's eating Uber Eats and stuff, but, you know. All right, speaking of products, I remembered what I was going to talk about. There it was it a is. really cool point. Okay. So we were talking about uh, silly drug dealer shit, and my favorite silly drug dealer shit and, like, the idea of what Hollywood executives think drug dealers are like is in this movie, they they love, drug dealers love nothing nothing more than to hang out at Top Golf. <laughs> okay, that was the one thing that hooked me back into the movie because like at this point i'm starting to fall off i was like fucking hot cars and golf i'm in bitches yeah, like, uh the I italian job has the same thing oh really of, uh, that's fascinating mark Wahlberg having to go meet someone who's like at a top golf over a parking lot or like at a <laughs> if i remember right but it's like at a at, he's swinging a golf uh club at like a at a uh, impound or something like you know just what we just saw on the screen stuff. It's so, just like yeah, but to me in this one, I don't remember the Italian job one, but this literally looks like a Top Golf, which is 
for those listeners who aren't familiar with Top Golf, it's essentially like a Buffalo Wild Wings inside of a golf driving range. That's a fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, fair so enough. it's like very corporate and silly. So it's I like to imagine the like Braga is this rich asshole and he like he has a buddy that runs a f- Top Golf franchise. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, let me in at night. I can do some cool business dealings while we hit bombs down the fairway." <laughs> so let's, let's let's talk about this uh, Braga. So we've had Johnny Tran, who is just another racer who runs one, and a psychopath and a psychopath. Then you have. Uh, What's his face from Too Fast, Too Furious? The shittiest villain who wants to be fucking Scarface ever. Pretty tan Scarface. The least intimidating bad guy ever. Um, what was his name? Oh, was the bad guy in this movie? No, no. No, that's from Braga. the last one. It's, oh, God. Uh, Carter. Car- uh, Carter Verone was the bad guy in that. By so the way, he's, have- that guy's into cuck stuff, right? Like, yes. That's yeah. how much he's. That's how forgettable <laughs> he is. That we're a week later and we've completely forgotten everything yeah. about him. So you have Braga, who it's the funny part that so you he's a guy from the streets, up and comer, all this and that, who is now a giant drug dealer cartel. And then it's the big switcheroo of it's the guy in front of you the whole time when, you know, they go to the club <laughs> and then they see this old guy or Brian does from a different room, but he just assumes it's him. And then they show the old guy and they say they ask a question and then he hesitates. And he's like, you know what I'm thinking? This ain't him. And it's the guy right in front of you the whole time. What did you guys think of Braga, the bad guy in this one? <laughs> To the comparing to the other two so far, he's not Carter level bad, but it's still pretty bad. Like they have not figured out villains yet in the Fast and the Furious. Like Johnny Tran, psychopath, fucking an okay villain, but even <laughs> Braga just felt like I don't buy him as this huge drug kingpin. He never was scary at any point. It's you don't take them. It's not as scary as that. But you have to also think about these movies being the fact that they're trying to be them as real as possible, and you can't have a scientist who gets you know gamma rays put on and become the villain. It's like modern day people are the villains in this. Uh, yeah, if Live Leak have taught me anything, fucking actual drug. Lords are fucking terrifying who skin people alive and let them watch themselves bleed out. This dude didn't really carry that type of evil to me. Yeah, this movie, I don't know, the Braga stuff, like, it bugged me a little bit, but not much. Like, this movie, need, this movie's pretty stupid. Like, I think that's a pretty fair assessment, but, like, it needs that twist. Like, you need it, as far as, like, structurally... Like Is you, it really a twist, though? Like, it was so obvious the whole time. No, exa- I mean, exa- that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I'm sorry, I got distracted on the movie. By the way, there's some foot stuff going on God damn. in the background. But, yeah, no, this, like, structurally, this movie is a pretty dumb action movie. Like, there's a debate. I mean, it, I remember I hadn't seen it. I was like, wait, that's just Brock, right? <laughs> when I was watching it. But, like. The, it, it was either him or Gal Gadot. Like, I couldn't remember That would have been cool as fuck if it was Gal Gadot. But that would have been a better twist. But no, I was watching it and I was like, "Okay, this needs to happen. Like, there needs to be a there needs to be it needs to be a catalyst for the next action sequence." Like, but it, like that's what pissed me off too. It's like when we get to that point in the movie where they're like, "The only way we'll give Dra- Braga his gun his drugs back is if he meets us in person." I'm like, 
how the fuck do you know if he's meeting you in person if no one knows who the fuck he is? <laughs> Except apparently some Interpol service that has his actual prints and picture of him <laughs> that the FBI wasn't able to get to at this point because... Fuck me, the movie makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, they're doing a lot of, like, waving their hands in front of your eyes trying it, to distract you from the stupid it, shit going on in the background. It's <laughs> the classic any action movie or any movie that deals, like, we've dealt with before. FBI and cops don't like each other for some reason, even though you're on the same team. Then you have, like, the cops, FBI, hate Interpol. <laughs> and then they hate each other. But, like, you said... We, we we don't know who Bra- Braga is the whole time. Well, they make it a key point at some point going, we don't even know his date of birth. Yes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, Brian gets a, a shot glass of the, from the uh, the club scene. And then, hey, we have fingerprints. Boom. And it's, Bra- uh, it's the Campos character. But it doesn't say Campos. It says Braga. Braga. Yeah, it says his name <laughs> on it. But he's portraying himself as Campos. And it's just funny because it's just like... You're right. How the hell don't you have fingerprints? Or how can't you not just... Well, there there he is. Like, if you have his name and some... Like, you didn't ever do, like, I don't know, a Google search in your fucking database? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it pissed... Like, uh, the plot holes in this. Like, the plot hole of them giving Brian O'Connor a fucking GPS device. <laughs> and he takes it to FBI headquarters. Which, you know, GPS works both ways. <laughs> why wouldn't they ever just see that hey why is our driver at fbi headquarters in los angeles oh man um and they use a fax machine to get the braga thing that bugged me too like oh we got the information but we have to get a fax confirmation <laughs> in 2009 yeah. well there's that there's always that scene in every action movie where they like are or the the analyst like jaw drops when the information comes across the yep. wire <laughs> like, my god yeah what it's, is happening? Hey, before we get too long, I'm probably cutting Joe off here, but I think it's uh, we shouldn't go too much further without talking about a couple of the one-liners in this. Yo, I don't. There were some I, good ones. I appreciated that there was a my personal one. I uh, used it for my clever little cold open intro here. I referenced the twenty percent angel, eighty percent devil line. That was one of my favorites. But I think the winner, quick honorable mention for sorry car. I liked that uh, where. Uh, Paul Walker says, sorry, car, before he tries. <laughs> that line was so fucking loved stupid. It. Loved it. I, I was all in. I was all in for that part. But the when when Vin Diesel says, yeah, do you still put milk and cookies out for Santa Claus? Oh, that line was so I loved good. It. Loved it. It's like, hey, they'll live up there. there and, and again, though, why would Brian O'Connor trust the cops after everything that's happened in one and two? Like, why would he be in that point of view where he thinks the system is going to help them in any way? So I'm I'm starting to just take in Brian O'Connor as like a just like a uh, what's that term the un- unreliable narrator kind of stupid character like fan surrogate kind of thing. He's so dumb. <laughs> he's just such a boob. But like they spent all of two saying how Brian didn't trust the cops and he stole from the cops because he didn't trust the cops and like had a plan to get out of the situation they were in and too fast too furious because he didn't trust the cops. The third time in a row he's like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, straight and narrow here. I'm gonna just catch bad guys. I'm gonna catch bad guys. And he's like, yo, wait a minute, maybe these guys are like just. Is corrupt and like maybe like living the crime life is the real well, honor. There. You're missing <laughs> the Mia line that I thought was like <laughs> too deep, trying to be Socrates and shit of like 
You've been trying to play the bad. Oh God, the good guy playing the bad guy for so long. You've never thought whether or not you were the bad guy playing the good guy. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Every night. <laughs> Corona. Corona. No, you got um, one. One of these times, you're gonna see like the right Facebook profile page and see what. Because uh, uh, the last two episodes, I've been making the joke that this movie's like a bad. These movies are bad Facebook profiles. So like, that's such a Facebook quote that someone would put like a picture of Cillian Murphy or like Keanu Reeves as John Wick looking badass with that quote in like a certain font at the bottom of the frame <laughs> like like yo sometimes you gotta do the worst things to get the best things done yo like I'll do fucking anything to protect my family <laughs> that's the the shit cracks me up uh, one of the things I like <laughs> one of the lines I liked is um, after they do the uh, ra- the uh, Drug run and Toretto looking, trying to get Phoenix, the guy that murdered, maybe murdered. Uh, oh no, Letty. he did. Yeah, he did. He said he did. He's like, "Hey, boss, like, what do you say?" I said, "Only pussies run Metro Nitro Math," <laughs> and I was just like, "You didn't say that." <laughs> you looked under my hood. You looked under my hood. Um, oh, there was another Vin Diesel line that I really liked. How sad! Like you're Gal Gadot. No one has ever said no to you, ever. You, essentially, what you can do in a PJ-13 movie have just come on to Vin Diesel. And he goes, nah, sweetheart, you're not for me. How crushed are you inside? <laughs> well, yeah, she's, like, hitting on him. And he's like, what's your perfect girl? And he tells her, and he's like, yeah, that's not you. <laughs> the 20% AI, this and that, and 80%. I'm, like, 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things I liked... Uh, like some of the callbacks they did from this movie to one because they skipped two, uh, them uh, drinking with uh, Campos and he's like, "Do you guys know each other?" And he's like, "Yeah, he dated my sister." And he's like, "You're a lucky man. Why is that? He, you know, you're still breathing." And like when he was saying that line, like when that scene came up, I'm like, "I think I know the lines. Like you're you're still alive." So I was close on that end of uh, um. Getting it close, still breathing. Alive. I'm sorry, it's me that thinks that's funny, but that's a very Facebook thing too to be like overprotective of someone dating your sister and having a meme about that. Well, a Anyways. lot of people are. <laughs> yeah. A lot it's of like, people. It's are. really weird patriarchy. Keith, shit. this is what I'm taking. You need to get off Facebook. <laughs> I love it. It's I, I. It's it's my it's my like favorite Just, place to Keith, be. Keith, you're turning into a Doge bro and a Facebook guy, and I'm a little worried no, my for brain, your sanity. Yeah, but my brain is irony poisoned, so I like I'm a. I feel like I'm above it all, but I'm like in it. Keith, you you can <laughs> you can go get off Facebook, but you know, make sure you go to Facebook for nosoentainment.com and all that good stuff. So, you know? Joe, should we worried when Keith starts going Trump 2024? Or? What if it's like ironic and I think it's really funny? No, that happened, that happened the first time. Let's not do it the second time. Pussy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, that four years happened and it was all kind of ironic. <laughs> but does anyone blame Gal Gadot? Like. Wouldn't you also lust after Vin Diesel? I mean, she is. Vin Diesel's got that that just sweet, sweet, smooth, bald head and the crinkly eyebrows. And this is the beginning for Vin. <laughs> this is the for, for the beginning of Vin Diesel when he starts talking slow. <laughs> it's not as slow in this family <laughs> when he, his his Sylvester Stallone. Rocky five head trauma voice starts coming. Did this movie feel detached to you? Like it was kind of just like they had action scenes planned in and they didn't really know how to get between them. 
No, that's a good way to put this movie. I feel like this movie has seen Fast and Furious movies before. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's a fan of Fast and Furious movies. Like, we're going to just have sweet action sequences Uh, and we'll just kind of get between them, whatever. That was like my issue with the... I I think a fair comparison to this would be the new Star Wars trilogy, but part of my issue with the new Star Wars trilogy is that like... Are we really getting into this right now? Briefly, very, very briefly. (laughs) But... I feel like all the characters in the new Star Wars trilogy have seen Star Wars before, and that kind of drove me insane for, like, years. But this... Well, that's because J.J. Abrams is a hack who just tried to make the original trilogy again. And they were, like, fans of it, and they, like, referenced it as if they were fans rather than, like, a part of his... How do you blame the... This is important. How do you blame the actors for that when they don't get to choose their lines? No, I'm not the writing. It's the writing. Yeah, Anyways, it's fucking J.J. Abrams. I don't want to talk shit. about. I don't want to talk about Star Wars anymore. I just want to punch J.J. Abrams in the face. No, he what hates- is he? A, what is he? An executive producer on that made me worried about? That's S- Superman. Oh, that's right. I'm really worried about that. <sighs> so, if Vin, like, would you even take a <laughs> fake punch from Vin Diesel? No. Like, it's terrifying, right? Like, even watching these videos, I'm like, Vin Diesel looks like he'd punch my fucking head off. Uh, yes. Okay, so. So the point I was I was gonna add a little anecdote because you guys, especially Rick, you seem you talk about Vin Diesel's acting chops in this, and I can see it. He's a good action star. I mean, he's the only one who acts well in this movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a Vin Diesel fan, and I think I'm, I'm reminded of Sylvester. We mentioned Sylvester Stallone earlier, and Sylvester Stallone in Rambo One, I would argue, is pretty spectacular an acting performance. Sylvester Stallone as an actor kind of sucks. So, like, Vin Diesel, he does... I'm going to challenge you on that. Sylvester Stallone as an actor is hit or miss. Because there are some roles where you're like, holy shit, he's actually, like, stupendous. Because, like, uh, what, Creed 2, he was fucking otherworldly good in that movie. No, that's cool. Because, I mean, I I, I only brought up Rambo because I'd, like, I've gotten into the series for the first time in my life, like, pretty much this last year. I've watched Rambo. I'm up to Rambo 3 now. But, like, the Rambo 1 scene where he, like, breaks down into PTSD mode and is weeping, like, that had me, like, broken. I was, like, I was so convinced. I was so convinced, and he was so good. And it's, like, if you write the role right, and they've, like, they've done it right for eight movies, however many Fast and Furious movies there are, but they've gotten Vin Diesel just right. (laughs) But he's a huge part of that because he made the character what it is. Like... The character yeah. isn't what it is without him having the input in one. Oh yeah, he cares. He cares. He, so they he wanted to do Fast and Furious four and five back to back, but the uh, company, the uh, Universal Studios, was like, uh, you know what? We're going to um, um, we're going to uh, hold off and see how this does before we do five. You know what? I actually think as a studio, that's a good call because they probably read what this script is and were like, this is fucking trash. <laughs> what? So, I mean, we're, we keep talking, we keep comp- like, we're watching these in proper movie order and like, no, we're watching it in chronological order. Okay, proper plot order. Proper, yeah, can yeah, that chronological. Order. Chronological. God damn Log- both of you. Logical, chronological. Uh, chronic pain, back pain. I'm going to lodge something in your crons if you can't figure out how to say this. Clavicle. <laughs> Strategery. No, but like it was a really, really awkward transition, like not bringing Ludacris or Tyrese here then. 
So it's just like these two like crucial parts of Paul Walker's life, like crucial. Like he literally stayed there when he had no other place to stay. And all of a sudden, like, oh, he's just forgotten. Just well, like, why wouldn't Tyrese be fucking just like hugely pissed <laughs> off at him? Like his whole thing was like, I'm not a cop anymore. We're good, bro. Oh, wait, I'm going to go back to the FBI. I think the. I think a little bit where I was going without meaning to go there is that I think this should have been Fast and Furious 2 in the in the producer's minds. Like, this is Fast and Furious 2 to the producer's mind. Because, yeah, like, yeah, they this did is a too Fast, Too Furious. This is a direct sequel to that. So I spoke about Irony Brain and how I like things that are bad. Like, mm-hmm. this is just adding to my ammunition, adding the bullets to my clip about how uh, Fast and Furious 2 is better than Fast and Furious. All I Said did was it. shit all over Too Fast, Too Furious last week. <laughs> Fuck, bro, I'm having a hard time arguing with <laughs> this, this movie. Like, there's a there's a good movie in here. Had it been yeah. done correctly, like it should have been. The FBI has this Braga guy, and they're finding like, oh, we need drivers, yeah. so we bring in Paul Walker. Yeah, like, and then they find out, oh, the FBI already got Letty killed because she was trying to get Dom cleared. Which in and of itself is a fucking terrible <laughs> hook because that's not the way fucking things work. Well, and they're like fucking dumb ham-fisted attempt at foreshadowing with it when they were having the conversation where like she grabbed Vin Diesel's gross bald head. And, First like, of all, how dare you? <laughs> it was like, we'll figure it out. Like, we're supposed to be like, I was psyched for this like Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing going on with him. How much better would the movie have been? How much better would it have been with that? It's ch- chicken shit. It's what it's like. They didn't want to. They needed the easiest possible movie they could make. And it was soulless. Like Fast and Furious 2 had a soul. It was stupid. I wouldn't say it had a soul. It was shallow. Yeah. And there wasn't anything to it. But at least like it owned that. It owned that it was shallow. Yeah, there was literally like a spring break pool scene in it. Like that's it didn't. This movie takes itself a little bit too seriously. I would go a little bit beyond just a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh, it's f- like, and it's frustrating. Cause like you get into it and like, there's parts of the movie where you're like, and to baffle my own mind, this is the best Paul Walker has been in a fast and the furious movie yet. <laughs> in those like don't tell mask goober shoes that he's wearing. <laughs> there's yeah. Um, <laughs> God damn, I lost the thread off of Goober hands. Did he buy buy those at Target? (laughs) Yeah. Probably. (laughs) One of the scenes I liked from this movie is, once again, it's another callback, the idea of um, the the race to see who can get on the team. And Brian and Dom are the last two, and Brian has, like, the biggest face in his world because he's the one that has the one-up on... uh, Dom, because Dom goes too early with the too early with, Dom. with the nitro oh, with the Nas, and then yep. he goes, and then fucking uh, he has the biggest smile. He's like, "I'm gonna get him, fucking gonna get him," and then Dom clips him. He's like, "That's fucking bullshit." Man, I, I didn't was, know there were any rules. Man, I was hoping we'd talk about that part. <laughs> it's, he's such a like a fucking sore loser bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like. Well, that's a, you know, that's a, it's a, once again, it's a uh, throwback call to one of the, the race, both well, races. The only problem I had with that scene, though, was how, like, Joey talked about this a lot in wrestling back in the day. I'm sure you still talk about it in wrestling with the No Cell podcast, right? He, here on <laughs> NoCellEntertainment.com is the flashing red light hit you right in the fucking face. Like, hey, 
this is important. Pay attention <laughs> to this is where they get to the last stretch of that race. And the fucking, I don't know who thought how fucking funny they were with the shitty GPS thing for 2009. <laughs> like, Hey, look, it's a Garmin, but we made it for elite, like illegal stuff. Ha ha ha. Aren't we fucking funny? Well, and it was literally a blinking red light with that, that like silly scene where he's ripping it out before they scan him. but to have it go hey you're at the last quarter mile last u-turn yeah i'm like are you fucking like you even had to be like what gps says last quarter mile yeah hey you know what they always race we live our life a quarter mile at a time what yeah when when it's like last quarter like ah, ahaha um what did you guys think of the kind of not a plot twist but as the uh surprise of letty Working with Dom when Dom finds Letty's phone and calls the last person. Brian. Oh, Brian. Working, yeah, working Brian. Brian. And then Dom c- finds Letty's old phone, calls the last number, and it's uh, Brian's cell. Can you guys please explain this to me? I was, like, really zoning out of the movie. Okay, so. <laughs> I was looking at my Dom phone Dom really is hard. going through Letty's stuff, finds an evidence bag in there that has a phone. He calls the last numbers attached to it because he's just trying to figure out what she was doing in the last parts of her life. It calls Brian. He realizes that Brian was using Letty as an informant on Braga. So it was Brian's fault that she got killed. Oh, God. But as Vin Diesel is wont to do, starts beating the shit out of him, Brian goes, it was all for you, Dom. She wanted to, she was doing this to try and clear your rap sheet. Clear your name, sponge you. And get you back. Get you back home. Vin Diesel would take a while to give a sponge bath, no. too. Mm, but mm. goddamn, would it be enjoyable? <laughs> um, it was a uh, surprise, only because of the fact, like, in the, if you go back and look at all the trailers, all the promotional stuff they did, Michelle Rodriguez was a selling point because, it's, you know, they're putting it like, what, uh, new movie, old, you know, Old parts, you know, like the say those that that those type of sayings. That it's, it's a new movie, but it's the original people. Where is this in her career at this point? Two thousand. Two thousand. Where, where was, was nine? Lo- where was Lost at at this point? Uh, let's see. Was Michelle out. Rodriguez in Lost? She yeah, was. She was a huge part of Lost. She, so she got shit. fired because of a DUI. Yeah. What a oh, that's fucked up. What about she, uh? She we in, talked about this last week. She was in Avatar. <laughs> when, when was Avatar versus this? Uh, Avatar came out in December of this of this of like, tw- two thousand nine, and they didn't. Oh my god! And she was in this so, like, came this out is April. Prime Mich- like this is when Michelle Rodriguez is at like the peak of her career. This is like, this after, is prime yeah. Michelle Rodriguez. This is this is like somewhat before Lost because she. Oh no! This is during Lost too because yeah. no no before because she did Lost in 06. So this is after Lost. This is after Lost, yeah. So yeah, so she's rebounded from the DUI case at this point and is reaching the peak of her career. Yep. And she's only in it for, I'll give it a good 15 minutes. Yeah, give or take. No, I, I was bummed out. I'm, I'm a Michelle Rodriguez fan. I think she's cool as fuck. And God, mm, she <laughs> was, this is peak Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, like in Avatar, she's cool as fuck. And this, she's cool as fuck. In Resident Evil, she's cool as fuck. I yeah. might break Keith's brain. I've never seen Avatar. Same. When uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. It was Fern Gully with better graphics. No, it's not just Fern Gully with better graphics. It's it's Fung, uh, 
Fungal goalie. No, the official the official stance of No Cell Entertainment is that Avatar is First not, of all, you don't get to yeah. say what the official stance of this company uh, is. I, I, I'm sorry, sir. Um, I'd like no, to add a, a, They a, called a, the fucking main like component they're trying to find unobtainium. Yeah. I'm just saying the last that I started out was a prank phone call. What? What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, any any <laughs> scenes that you liked from this movie? I mean, there's lots of scenes I liked in the movie. I liked the opening fucking heist scene. I liked the racing scenes. I. What do you think of the scene that's on now? Them hiding the drug money in the cops' uh, impound because they know they won't look. Very action movie. Very eighties. <laughs> no, I've got in in my notes. I've got a, a scene I like. So there's the scene with Letty's funeral where they do the the classic classic action movie trope, where Vin Diesel's off in the distance, but uh, Paul Walker knows. So Paul Walker just like looks like up the and sees zoom him. in. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't know, but he's like, if Dom was here, he'd be up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, loved it. What's Lo- with, what's with Toretto wearing white to a funeral? <laughs> <laughs> he just he looks he only, he wears white during the day. He wears black at night. It's just what he does. And, I, and I thought it was funny with all the street cars there too at the funeral. Also, uh, I oh, fucking God. laughed out loud at very that. Facebook. Why do people? <laughs> why do people? Why do people hate car windows in the Fast and the Furious franchise? They roll down. They know that, right? Nope. You got to smash them. What? You got to punch them out? That's the only way? Also, throwback. Uh, Brian's like, hey, you owe me a 10-second car. And then he breaks the car. He goes, here's your 10-second here's your car. Uh, and then this really fucking bugged me. So we talked about Dom gets shot. Yep. Barely reacts to it. Fucking badass. He's a superhuman. Later, his sister, Mia, comes to fix it. Goes, oh, the bullet's not in there. Fucking how? Not a through and through. Only one bullet wound. It popped out somehow. That's not the way bullets work. You don't know that. I do know that. They just talk it out over a Corona. Yeah, the Corona (laughs) popped. He drank one, it popped it out. Need I say more? I fucking hate what they did to me. I hate what they did to Mia in this movie. Mia was like at least a halfway decent character in Fast and the Furious. She's literally just a plot line in this for fucking Paul Walker to fuck. To me, Mia is that character in every movie. Even in one and in two and then and soon to be five. Like it made or in five me, she's pregnant, so it made no goddamn different. sense. She's like, I fucking hate you, never get involved again. <laughs> and then like two scenes later they're together and they're fucking. Yeah. Right, and I Dom was, it Dom felt like right Dom outside. was watching it some kind of Yeah, so I th- I think now's a good time to get into it. I'm gonna talk about the Your horny level? Yeah, the Keith okay. the the horn. Ooh, I do Hone. love this. I'm, I I gotta find a better name for my scale, the the horn, horny the horny scale. scale. Maybe the like yeah, just the horn the horny levels of this movie were way less, in my opinion. I've argued uh, we were uh hang I was hanging out with uh, old Rick and Joe here earlier today. And I was arguing that Vin Diesel is probably hey, the let's, worst. Hey, let's throw this out in the world. Keith shot a one over it for a round of 18 of golf. Just crushed it. Just crushed it. During that st- stellar round of golf, I was um, musing about uh, Vin Diesel's kissing techniques. And I think they're weird and off-putting. And I would like to find some interviews. I wish our lore master, Joe, would find some interviews for me for it. Because oh. I'm clearly not going to do it. But I think that if if they interviewed um, old Michelle Rodriguez, she'd be like, yeah, that was really weird. He just, like, scrunched up his weird bald head at me and, like, started sucking on my face. 
But First of all, I think everyone would love if Dominic Toretto, <laughs> Vin Diesel, started sucking on their face. That man is pure sexy personified. So um, I'm gonna. That's a three. Yeah, it's a very unsexy movie. Yeah, there's no tension, even with like there's I, supposed to be a romance. There's supposed I, to be a rekindling, I guess. I I found a review on IMDb. Ooh. I would like to uh, say. Uh, it, the headline goes. Jordana Brewster equals hot. <laughs> what a babe. She could she should be in a mini skirt and place in a museum and bring the happiness to mankind 24/7. Peace and happiness shall prevail. The film is number 4 but is a really a direct sequel to the original 2001. <laughs> There are many hard body straight and lesbo women to ogle, lots of action, and of course, a bunch of incredible racing scenes. A couple of weak points is one hottie dying too early, no sex scenes, and a huge mega fight full of violent punches and no bruising, blood or anything. Come on! <laughs> Thank you. That was spectacular. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, we haven't talked about the, this, but, um, the end of the uh, scene where uh, Vin Diesel runs someone over, impales someone with his car. Oh, that scene was sick. Was that when he said, uh, like, you ain't forgiven? Yeah. Yeah. Because he kills Damn. Phoenix, the guy that kills uh, Letty, by running him over, by not really running him over, by uh, 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 crushing him in, in between two cars. Okay. This is what bothered me about this scene. The whole like preface no. of like Phoenix not being able to get out of the way was that Brian was holding him. Yeah, by how his ankle. Does, how does Brian get out of the way of this flying car? Uh, scoots <laughs> under the other one. I don't know. I, that bothered me when I first saw it, too. I'm like, what the fuck? He's holding his ankle enough to keep him in the way of the car, but not enough to get crushed himself? I mean, honestly, no, so. still badass. And then calls him a pussy afterwards. <laughs> pussy. Because apparently car crashes don't affect Vin Diesel in any way, shape, or form. It It does not one bit. But before they get there, so when they're going off to fucking Mexico to go get the drug lord for some reason and bring him back. um, So this is going to play a huge part into nine that I'm confused about. Mm. Mia says to Vin Diesel, how do you say goodbye to your only brother? But John Cena... Eventually, he's going to be Vin Diesel's brother. Well, we we're wit- is Mia not related to John Cena? We're literally witnessing how they treat Fast and Furious Two. So, like, they don't give two fucks. I think. Can we just give a little shout out to how shitty the FBI is in this movie? Oh yeah, there. Once again, the idea of fact of like, hey, I have a plan. All right, let's do it. We got the guy. Fucking ruined the plan. And they literally think it's a good idea to just always have people, like, do street racing for them. There's, like, so many street racing opportunities with, like, cops. You know what we should do? <laughs> street racing. Yeah. Oh, and I, I've got one go back on the horny stuff with this these movies. I think it's, uh, we'd be uh, off, off to mention that Paul Walker is allegedly a Hollywood pedophile. What? That, yeah, what? he's uh, allegedly uh, dating a 16-year-old while he was 33. According to some articles. So, uh, where are these articles from? <laughs> the internet. Okay. <laughs> well, that's thanks, buddy. Yeah. No, that, it's a. Uh, there's lots of lots of gross people in Hollywood. I wouldn't. Hey, wouldn't we doubt did it. get some tits in this movie, though. In a painting behind Gal Gadot. 
Oh, that's right. That I don't was... know why that guy was so pissed off about it then. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find a bad... Like... I fucking hated that ending sequence, though. And, like, one, how does Brian and Dom just know how to find those underground tunnels again? Oh, yeah, when he's driving 100 miles an hour straight at the cliff. <laughs> uh, someone on IMDb gave this a 10 out of 10. This is was in 2020 of March. Easily the best Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> I like the bit with the cars. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I, also, the dude who played the priest in Mexico... Has that dude ever not played a priest? I swear I've seen that guy in a ton uh, of movies, and same. he's always a priest. Yeah, same. Is he just actually a priest who plays a priest in movies? That's no. what I want to know. No. Also, so. how could you be such a mega drug cartel drug lord and have such shitty fucking bodyguards oh my God. who let a backdoor exit happen? Um, Another 10 out of 10. I just want to read this one thing. Uh, this is a long paragraph. I'm not. I just want to read this part. I have to say that when Letty was killed, I was very upset and found it interesting that Dom had this amazing vision of what happened to Letty when he visited the crash site. I mean, it's true. He is Doctor Strange in a way. That's how he does it. So, uh, yeah. And then they get the guy back and yeah. they give him back to the cops. Dom goes to jail. First of all. Did Dom murder someone? Why is Dom going to jail for 25 years? He did, because he murdered... Oh, no, he didn't. He uh, Well, he murdered Phoenix, but other than that, uh, he hurt the... No, it's just all the... The, uh, the dude gets 25 stuff. years without parole. I'm like, what the fuck did he do? <laughs> I was so annoyed at the end of this movie, though, where they infer the breakout. Like, why wouldn't you just give us the breakout? It Because... They need to have Paul Walker they, they, like, fucking just not be a good employee a third time. So, yeah, at the very end, he goes to jail, and then the bus is taking them away, and then... And what bus doesn't have a police escort? I'm pretty sure <laughs> you don't one. get a prison transport that just gets to drive by itself. Uh, that one. As then uh, Brian, Mia, and uh, Tego, and uh, Don are going to break out... Uh, then, however, they kind of do it. If you watch the trailers, is like an animated kind of way they do the s- shot. Ah, this movie's not fun. Like, we could wax poetically about Too Fast, Too Furious because even though it was shallow and not good, at least it was fun. Ejectocito, cuz this yeah. movie's just not fun. There's no crew. Yeah, I've I've got my Roger Ebert in, injection I can put here for us. Though. Let's go and dive got. into that. Yeah, he's a uh, Roger Ebert is on on board with us. He's been Roger Ebert has been a pretty good through theme. He's for these been movies. pretty big on Fast and the Furious. Yeah, he likes them. And then on this one, he hates it, which is cool because that's a little bit of the theme we're picking up here. But I've got one little small reading series for uh, Roger Ebert. So this is uh, towards the end of the Roger Ebert went one and a half star out of four review. Wow. I don't know. I admire the craft involved, but the movie leaves me profoundly indifferent. After three earlier movies in the series, which have been transmuted into video games, why do we need a fourth one? <laughs> oh, oh, I just answered my own question. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, yeah this, movie's, this movie's dry. Fast Furious 2 is wet. Like, this movie's unhorny. Fast Furious 2 is horny. So I'm sorry that your horny level is <laughs> it's dipping, dipping hard. 
Like, usually I kind of go up on movies as we talk. I think I've gone down on this movie as we've talked yeah. about it. Although, I, I just caught a flash of the, that stupid, silly-ass, like, FBI guy that's just a... Like a dumb, hey. dumb Mark that like that he gets in a fight with Paul Walker. I forget the character's name, but, but he that dude plays a great shitty cop guy. Oh, he was yeah no I I liked him. He was just like an idiot, incompetent, and <laughs> just gets his ass beat. Yeah, that was fun. So guys, the uh, you were wondering earlier uh, what was the budget for this movie? Yeah, send it. I will send it your way. Uh, the budget for this movie was. 85 million. Holy, I mean, it had to be the like cost for Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. <laughs> yep. Uh, so let's go to the uh, box office of how much it earned. The gross domestically, this movie got 155 million. Uh, okay, that's better than that's about on par, I think, with the other ones. With the other ones, uh, for no, nope, I've done that movie, yep. Uh, I remember worldwide domestic, uh, too, fast too fast got two fifty. Worldwide uh, too fast got two thirty six. Worldwide for one, it got two oh seven. So, uh, which is insane that a movie got that on a forty million dollar budget. Domestically for this one, one fifty five. Internationally, two oh five. So Holy. worldwide, this got three sixty. This made wow. I'm not okay with that. Um, this movie. Um, got thirty million on Friday night. So it's open <laughs> this Friday night, this movie. Um, where is it? I think we undersell okay. how much, like, how much Paul Walker sells to the suburban housewife. Because, <laughs> like, we're not big fans of Paul Walker, but like, Facebook dads are. Yeah, Facebook. Okay, <laughs> I need you to stop with the face. I need you to get this off is, Facebook. This is my joke. This is my bit. No, I need for my sanctity to know my friend is not going to get lost to shitty anti-vax crazy people for you to get off Facebook. Yeah, but if they've got like bomb like minion memes on their anti-vax shit, then I'm I'm, I'm in. <laughs> um, this movie was the 17th most successful film of 2009. Jesus, what a year for oh movies. Lord. Um, I will say this alone. This movie outgrossed Tokyo Drift in its first weekend. Yeah, Tokyo Drift didn't so, do well. I'm so excited. 2009 was a, like, I, I remember 2009 pretty clearly. I'm super excited to see what movies were out this so year. So let's go to the box office then for Keith Swellen. For April yeah, 3rd, very, very 2009. We're going to number 10 in its fourth week with 1.8 million Sunshine Cleaning. Oh yeah, that was a good flick. Uh, number nine in its second week with two point two million, twelve rounds. Oh, that's John uh, Cena. <laughs> oh, that one. Okay. Uh, number eight in its fourth week with three point two million. Race to Witch Mountain, the one with the Rock. Dwayne oh, the, the remake. Yep. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Number seven in its third week with four million. Duplicity. I, I seen that. I, I feel I've, like that's a Clive Owen movie. I have like a the fuck is duplicity. It's a not it's not <laughs> multiplicity with uh multiplicity. <laughs> no, <it's not> multi- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sick. It's Clive Owen and uh, Julie Roberts and duplicity. And Steve, hey Steve. <laughs> uh, number six in its first week with only five million. Adventureland. Oh, coming in at number five in its third week with seven million. I love you, man. Good movie. Coming in at number four in its third week with eight million, knowing. 
No, Amy. It's Nick Cage. <laughs> the producer hated it at the end because it's a uh, big uh, Christ, Christ moment. Uh, coming in number three in its second week with nine million, The Haunting of Connecticut. Oh, that movie's bomb. Coming in at number two in its second week with thirty-two million, Monsters vs. Aliens. Also, that's bomb. a good movie. So that means coming in at number one in its first week with seventy million, Fast and Furious. God damn. Um, where is it that before I uh, this with the uh, gross of it? It um, it had the highest grossing opening weekend for a car theme movie, beating Cars. <laughs> <laughs> when Cars had sixty million. What a weird like. Also, it had a, the biggest three-day opening for Universal's pi- uh, pictures, beating the Lost World Jurassic Park in 97. Man. I always remember, like, they didn't build in any 3D stuff to this. Like, 3D movies always have those weird moments of, like, stuff coming right at you. Yep. Yeah, this m- didn't have that built in. Monsters vs. Aliens is my second favorite 3D movie. Never seen it. You, oh, that's one Avatar, of the... number one. <laughs> is Monsters vs. Aliens... The second best non-Disney slash Pixar movie? Clearly behind Shrek. Oh, that's... Um, no, uh, that's, that's complicated. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot to think about right now. Sorry, I put too much on you. <laughs> so let's go to the uh, uh, ratings. IMDb gave this a 6.6. Gracious. Out of 10. Yeah. Ron Tomato, all critics gave this a 29. Top critics gave this 24. Oof. Audience, 67. Fuck you, audience. (laughs) Classic audience. What do we give Fast and Furious out of five? Right, let's go to the Starglazer board real quick and flash back to what we've seen already. (laughs) So Fast and the Furious came in at a team rating of a three on the Starglazer board. Too Fast, Too Furious came in at a 2.1. So, Fast and the Furious, for me, this was higher till we started talking, but as we've gone over it, I've just gotten more annoyed at this movie. I'm going to give it uh, one. Like, it gets one star. It's just, it's not a good movie. There's huge plot holes. It's not fun. It's not sexy. The hook for the movie is stupid and kills off one of the main characters, for now. It's not, it's just not good. Not good. All right, I'll go next. So I'm going to, Rick, you beat me. That was going to be my score, but I'm about to talk it out right now. So I'm going to go back into my brain in 2009, where I was 21, 22-ish, where I thought I was too cool for these movies. And I'm going to continue to think that. (laughs) So I'm going to give it three quarters of a star. Oh, damn. I was going to be one star, but... we talked and talked and talked. Like, as I was watching it, it was probably a two-star movie. Yeah, that's where I was about at. And then I slept on it, and then we talked about it for for this length. And then I, I decided to take the perspective of 21-year-old Keith, where I thought that this was, like, not good art or something. Keith, this is your <laughs> lowest-rated movie to date by over a full star. That's amazing. You gave The Predator two stars. Yeah, that was that was me being cool, <laughs> <laughs> and this is also me being cool. <laughs> so I stand by it, and I like it. <laughs> uh, that leaves you, Mister Yobin. I'll give it 
I'm giving it two. Good. Thank you. Um, I. It's not good, but I didn't mind it. I, for me, watching this movie, I could see what their idea was to go for further for forward with. If I can say that ten times fast, uh, but I can see what they're trying to go to. They're trying to not fully go away from the street racing, but they kind of are. They're trying to figure a way how to do that. Uh, but there's a lot for me in this movie. It's just like, oh, you have Gal Gadot, a smoke show. <laughs> and that's all she is in this movie, A.K. Even though this is her first film, and I'll give her credit for that. But it's just more of a, hey, Dom, I want to bang you now, right away. But it's not her fault. That's yeah, exactly that's, what yeah, they wrote her to be. I'm Wait going, a minute. Yeah. I've got, sorry, I've got, I've got to interrupt with one thing really important, really fast. You have a boner. Got it. So we're catching the last, uh, in the background, we got this going to kind of like uh, provide some juice to get the primers going. And in the background right now is a scene. I, w- I won't give it away just because podcast he's listeners. In, he's in the, cr- he's in church. Thanks. There it is. <laughs> Anyways, it's extremely reminiscent of Bad Boys 2. God damn it. Which came up. We went an hour 24, and now this is the first Bad Boys which, 2 reference. But seriously, how good is Bad Boys I know. 2? We're not going to talk about it until we watch the movie. And I keep referencing the Mystery Science 3000 rule where you don't like do things that are references to better than the thing that you are inside your own movie. And Fast and Furious, this Fast and Furious movie just broke that rule literally in front of my eyes just now, by reminding me of Bad Boys 2 while I'm watching this movie. So that's its that's one of its big sins. But seriously, how good is Bad Boys 2? By the, by the way, congrats on Mystery Science Theater. They got their GoFundMe to pr- uh, provide for 12 new episodes. Hashtag more. will always figure out how to date these podcasts. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Yo, what'd you guys do for Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> So let's go to our ranking. So let's I, let me do a little rundown of how we have the. If I can find where, where did I put it? Oh, there we are. By the way, Fast and the Furious has now tied for the worst movie on the Star Glazer board. Poor bastard. With the Predator. Damn you, kid. It's cool because it's like not really that bad, but I fucking hated it. Okay. It really <laughs> is though. So we have crews, uh-huh. we have villains, we have cars, action set, heist, and the movie. Oh god. That's right a- now for the crews, it's first movie and second movie. Uh-huh. Where do we put the third crew? AKA it's just <sighs> Dom and Brian. There is no crew, so it's the worst crew. Yeah, I mean, okay. The FBI is a crew. But they're not a part of it. Yeah, but they are the most effective crew. <laughs> this You're movie. just Okay, tr- but that means this movie. <laughs> no, Keith. So then this is the worst crew we've seen so yeah, far. Yeah, the FBI. I mean, it's not, it's not a good crew. They have, the FBI doesn't, usually doesn't do good things. It's just horrible. Okay, so this, we're putting this down at three. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the Easy. Right Easy. Okay. By far. Easy. So we have villain, Johnny Tran. Okay, Carter, here we go. Here and we go. what do we put? Braga. Oh, fuck. Is he better... <laughs> Then I know he's not better than Tran. Is he better than Carter? Okay, hold on. Hold on. I got this one. I got (laughs) Carter the cuckold. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy was able to like stand in broad daylight and have fingerprints and like his name on things and still have people confused about what his name was and what he looked like. So he's clearly (laughs) a pretty effective villain. I'll put Braga and Phoenix since he killed Letty. So you have them too. Yeah. And that was a. The club... Oh, okay, here we go, here we go. The club scene was better in this. Oh, by far. It was an actual club. Yeah, they weren't, like, in some, like, ABC family set. (laughs) But once again, back-to-back movies that the villain takes them to a club to 
get cheery to, to negotiate. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like, you can have women, you can have drinks, you can have drugs, whatever you want. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pretty good offer. So, boys. And they didn't take any of it. Where we put him? He's number two. Johnny Tran's still better. I mean, I hate to just easily agree, yeah. But yeah. Okay, so Braga, and I'll put Phoenix because. Because no one's going to be worse than Carter. That's basically yeah. what uh, it is. Carter, Carter hey, and I'm, I'm a, Phoenix. I'm a sex positive guy. I'll never shame any like cuckold or whatever fantasies and stuff, but Carter the cuckold really sucks. All we right. didn't talk enough about the foot guy in this movie. And we how don't they, need to. Well, but the FBI planted drugs on him. You know it won't last. That's the point. That was so shitty, though. Another SWAT raid like one. <laughs> All right, speaking of one, let's go to Cars. As we have the first movie at number one, and number two is number two. So, guys, where do we put Ooh, okay. fourth? Okay. Where do we put uh, the this cars? This one had the best cars for me. These were just, like, pure, clean, fast, and hot. These were, like, fuck. These were good cars. Like So, so we, I, I have them at one. Yeah, Fast and Furious, the only thing they got right in this movie was the cars. <laughs> Keith, what's the... Uh... Suki, 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 slapper ass Suki. Yeah, Suki. Um, Suki didn't. Suki maintains second place. This is still the best. This is the best one. Well, you're outnumbered, but brah. No, he said unanimous. This is the best one. Oh, yeah. Okay. He has Suki at two, but that's not the way it works. Uh-oh. No, Suki was doing her like dragon tattoos on notepads. But the way we have agreed to this is that majority rules. Majority so rules, it's three, brah. one, two, four. No, I'm, I'm, I agree Sorry, with, four, I, one, two. I agree with y'all. I was just trying to be clever and make reference to Suki. Uh, yes, you love Suki. We get it. Yeah, it was really Suki. cool. Got it. No. All right, got it. let's move on. She's action a, set. She's an artist. So the action set from one is the uh, train. Number two, it's for us, it's the um, jumping the bridge. But so, didn't we agree that we're doing overall action in the movie now? And yeah, we just yeah, talk yeah. about certain action oh. points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it was just like a singular action moment, the opening heist in this is the best action moment we've seen yeah. in any of these movies so, yet. Okay. So overall action-wise. And I mean, Vin Diesel literally forearm shiver to do jumping from one car to another. That was true. awesome. That's true. So one, two, four. Where does it go? Uh, one, and then four, and then two. This one has, I like, appreciated some of the cool like Vin Diesel... Hanging people out of windows stuff. That was sort of like, they're starting to introduce that stuff a little more. And the, the hanging the engine block over the guy's head, that was pretty cool. So I'm, I'm, I, th- I appreciated some of the smaller moments. And yeah, like that first, the, like the, the gas heist was sick. I, yeah, I agree. One, four, two. Yeah. Also, just because the, um, the reason this gets knocked down from being able to beat one is that the CG in this is just fucking atrocious. <laughs> So what do we have? It's one, four, two. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I had it in my list like that. Heist. We have two, one. Now what do we put four? Thinking of heist. So one is the, uh, two is the uh, end sequence. One is the... DVD players. DVD players. (laughs) And now four is the going under the border. Is that, I would go with the heist being the opener. That's just the oh yeah. Let's make the heist the opener. That's pretty small one. scale though. No, it's like, this one. It has to be the drug. Oh that's god, the main if we're point. doing the ending, then I still fuck two two four one for me for for old Keith. I'll I have think to that. I'll have to agree with that. If we're not doing the opening heist, then it's two four one. Because again, it's two CG, and 
I, it, I didn't really like the ending of the movie, to be honest. I thought the <laughs> final drive was kind of lame. I'll do two, four, one. Final drives yeah. is straight. They just try to make it cool by having it uh, in the tunnel. So, and this leads us to the last one, guys. <laughs> Movies. We have one, two, no. where does four go? The bottom. Uh, I, yeah. will, I never want to have to watch this again. Yeah, this, yeah, this one's easy. Okay. Un- yeah, there's not much. I mean, not much cool to say. I mean, like it was. Uh, I'd, I I would describe this one as soulless, and I would just like it makes Fast and Furious two seem more like spicy and silly, which and colorful. I appreciate the the color palette. That's something. One thing I didn't mention in this episode is like I think this movie is a lot more dull looking than two. No, we talked about we, we talked, talked about, about how L A movies Tint. are always grimy. Yeah, yeah, we did mention that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, this movie's way more... It's just not, not fun to look at. Yeah, I just... When I first started the movie, I'm like, hey, this is better than... Because like going into this, I'm like, it's going to be between Too Fast, Too Furious and Fast and the Furious for the worst <laughs> movie. But it's not even close. And I really like dislike Too Fast, Too Furious comparative to you guys. But like this movie is just... It's... In a movie franchise where people turn into literal superheroes for no reason whatsoever... This movie's just dumb and like really boring and stupid at parts that it's just eh. Yeah. So this brings an end to Fast and Furious as we're moving on in this franchise as we're going to Fast Five. The introduction of The Rock. As this was a fangirl, fanboy storyline of hey how cool would it be if the rock would join the fat who would win in a fight between (laughs) vin diesel and the rock because this is the time when the rocks action movies are starting to go up yeah he's not the like he isn't what he is right now when he joins the fast and the furious franchise like it's crazy what he is now comparatively so this is the beginning so we get to find out who would win in a fight between the rock and vin diesel in Fast Five. And the answer is us. There's some really cool, like, handshakes and stare downs coming up. It also has arguably the best action sequence in all of Fast and the Furious with the uh, dragging of the bank heist we'll through find out. the streets. We'll find out. We'll find out how it is next week here on Fake Movie Experts. You can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com to listen to all of our shows. Or follow us on any of our social media outlets. If you couldn't listen to us live this week, go back to NoSellerEntertainment.com and listen to this. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're underselling that Vince comes back in five. <laughs>